Hi, my name is Moshe Kindler, and I'm the publisher of The Jewish Link. Hi, this is Elizabeth Kratz. I'm editor of The Jewish Link. And you're on The Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. Welcome here to The Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. I think we're up to episode 14 or 15. Um, it's a it's a wonderful day here, even though it seems to be raining. Uh, I'm really excited because I actually have our digital editor, Hannah Fisher, here uh, filling in for Hello. Elizabeth Kratz. Hello. And uh, we have a very special guest here today, uh, someone who uh, we've been watching for, I'd say, uh, probably about you know, five, six, seven years. Um, and his name is Eli Leibowitz. Eli, welcome to the Jewish Link. Thank you. Shkayach on the pronunciation. A lot of people don't... <laughs> That's okay. Wait, 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 what most people say, Lebowitz or Lebowitz? Le- 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 they or? see W-I-C-Z at the end and they just, oh boy, they get really fl- fl- flustered. It's easy to weed out the telemarketers. Makes sense, no. So the, the truth is, I just want to say, first, I, I'm, I love comedians. I love humor. Chana uh, doesn't know this. Our audience doesn't know this, but I one of the when we're when we're really late at night at work or whatever, with like deadlines, I will often. I, she can you can sometimes hear me listening to Jim Gaffigan or or guys like Sebastian Maniscalco, and, and just just really just I just like to laugh. And and uh, I actually saw you for the first time at a Pesach program many years ago. It was in Miami. Oh gosh, I forget which one it was. It was about probably about five, six, seven years ago, and. Um, and you really come a long way. So uh, <laughs> uh, that was before we were talking about how you such were. Such a backhand. such a Jew. We call that a Jewish compliment. No, you, uh, you really come a lot. You what's like when I see? No, you've like, come a long way, and I, I'm, I'm. I was actually about to praise you, man. I appreciate so, it. No, so. no, meaning, but like it was just. It, it's like when I see people when I went to YU with, and, they, and when I started out, they're like, "You got a lot better." <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna so. So I'm glad you said that because that is true. But actually, I was going to say the opposite is, is we're sitting there in this audience at this Pesach program. And um, and like you were actually, I think, the better entertainer. I said, that guy's got a lot of potential. I, li- I like that humor. I really Thanks. like that. And, and you know what, truth is, maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, Ellie Leibowitz, that brand of humor. And, and also Mazel Tov as well. You moved, you moved into a home for the first time. So just uh, so you, as a new homeowner, so get, you get that Mazel Tov. Thank you. And you're also our Jewish link reader, which God willing. Was Mazel Tov also. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so just <laughs> tell us a little bit about Ellie Leibowitz, that brand of humor, sure. how you got to it. And, and well, which pr- program was that? I got to get them to hire me back for <laughs> No, that doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore okay. uh, I, I that's why i'm blanking on the name no so. problem yeah. that's fine uh also we we i did move into a house we did have a home but it was just in a, a smaller one uh it was in an apartment but uh you weren't homeless before was not, yeah we, we were uh in an apartment in riverdale for the last five years my, me my wife and my two kids and now we six weeks ago moved into a house so i am uh, i'm learning that you don't tell people uh you're like basically you're uh interest rate of your house is pretty much like your SAT score. You don't tell people unless you did well. So it did not to do well. Very uh, true. <laughs> just, just to make you feel better, we actually, it, the rates 20 years ago are about what they are now. So meaning if it makes you feel better, for the, we, we, you, you and I both came to adulthood or, you know, people like our age um, don't remember six, seven, eight percent rates. Uh, which which is what our parents' generation they they mm. are familiar with. It's this so became just, a very financial based, based podcast just now. <laughs> so like, we're gonna get away from. We're it. gonna talk. No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, I don't I don't know where you know where do I start? I was seven years. Ago. I've really been doing this 
full-time. I'm not sorry. I've been doing this professionally for about 11, 12 years or so. You know, I, I was doing, you know, I remember doing a Columbia Hillel Friday night thing, but I was still, this, uh, that was like 2012 or so. So I've really been doing it professionally for about 12 years or so and 11, 12 years. And then as of this year, January of 2023, I went on doing it full-time which is cool. Along the way, I worked at B&H, and I worked at the OU, and I'm going to be a Mashkiach in Muncie soon. But no, I worked at... I'm kidding. Oh, you're heading to that? Mashkiach? I thought you were leaving that I was just saying I kept getting firmer and firmer with my jobs. And then... uh, But uh, no, thank God I took the leap in doing it full-time as of January uh, of this year, and it's been... uh, Yeah, and and, and by the way, just to let you know, I want you to understand that we we want to help you. I think we tried... I tried to do an article when I heard that you were going full time. I said, you know, I want to make sure that people know that I want to make sure that I'd love, I'd love to see a Jewish Orthodox Jewish comedian really succeed on a full time basis, especially especially someone local. You know, I love the motives. I, lo- I love the motives. I love the Elon Golds. But you know, there's a term, a Yiddish term, like unzer. You know, like someone from really from our base, our core. So I, I want you to f- lives in Teaneck, but uh, <laughs> that's unzer is uh, yes, okay. It's a, yes, li- lives in Teaneck. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, I, I want to see a guy like. Like you succeed. No, th- well, thank God. Listen, Modi and Elon are great. I just did the the show with them, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of material about the Orthodox world that I guess people. I think people have always known, but it's not has has not always been represented. You know, even your Mrs. Maisel's the shows. It's like it feels like all right, this is Judaism, but this is like I call it like BuzzFeed Manischewitz Judaism, where it's like a little bit like. Oh, you know, I was going to say, like, Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. you know, it's Rosh Hashanah's two days, but we're like, oh, it's one day. I'm like, eh, it's two days. Um, so that type of thing where it's like there's so much material within the Orthodox, you know, day-to-day life that, yeah, I'm glad I, I can be one of the people representing it. I want you to know that I think, and Chana Rel knows this, but humor is so touchy in, oh, in the Orthodox yeah. world. And I, we, I want you to know that we at the Jewish Link have... We used to publish a Perm satire edition. Yeah. And we just, we kind of like, we've had so many situations where, right. where people just take things the wrong way. And it's Jews? Imprint. No way. Ugh, way, okay? Total way. Jews complaining about and I want, things? I want to hear something crazy. We yeah. actually have a policy. We do not put, I don't know if knows this, we do not, we, any Perm satire edition we do, we, you will not find it online. You will never find yeah, it. Yeah. Okay? We pull it off. I okay. struggle with this every week because, you know, I'm sure you know, Ellie Leibowitz, that I am the curator of Memes of the Week, which is a very popular section in the Jewish link, uh, and you are featured in it frequently. Uh, I screenshot your tweets, and I think they're very funny, and I Thank think you. they appeal to uh, what we were saying, a very niche Orthodox audience, you know, kind of this humor in the daily life of Orthodox Jews. Uh, but... I'm always nervous that somebody's going to send me a very angry Instagram DM about how offensive some meme was. I don't know when it's coming, but I get very nervous. Well, you so. haven't got, we haven't gotten since it's You know what? I don't think anybody's really complained. I don't know. That's one of those things. I mean, I heard a comedian say that it's like even when you like, you know, watch your, let's say your, your, you post something online and then you see it, have tons of comments of praise that, that, all those first thousand will just bounce off you, but that one that's negative will stick to you. I'm so and, worried about that. But like, day. <laughs> but also like the same thing with comedy. I'm just thinking like, you know, people are like, oh, what do you do? If people don't laugh. I'm like, I don't know. I have enough confidence at this point that 
you know, it's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, yes, though they're going to say, you know, I will stop all of, I will get everyone to protest outside your office and they'll be right outside, you know. I know. Right like, let's, Sammy's go, bagels. let's go get the digital editor of the Jewish link. She's really. Uh, Hannah, actually, we've had these kind of things happen. Uh, we've, we've been, um, we've been threatened, boycotted, banned, threatened, a lot of threats. So. Uh, I'm actually going to say I'm happy. I'm happy you have not received that the DM. I, I will say, um, unfortunately, it's likely that it will happen. I know. Um, Religious humor, just making fun of. I was like, we, we we got we got really serious. We talked about finance and we talked about serious stuff. <laughs> just like well, they're coming for you. They're coming for you. They're coming for your mortgage rates. All right. <laughs> the truth is, you know what, Ellie, you probably said things on stage that people got upset at. Have you have you ever had that? Experience? I told you I perform for almost exclusively Jews. Is that like? But have, have any of that comments cut? Have ever like really cut to the core? Have you like? No, any? but like you get comment. Again, first of all, everybody has their line. The, Mike Birbiglia, one of my you know inspirations, I think has a has a, a special called thank god for jokes and he says jokes have to be about something and like people it's so funny that people are like okay with certain topics but then when it gets to certain things they get they get offended so like everybody's got a line and orthodox jews are more okay with certain things and then when it, if it gets like dirty whatever they're not okay with it and the other way around for i uh, say so the regular world is okay with certain things and then they're not okay if it's like not pc um, for myself, you know, I remember performing at a Shava Brachos, you know, for a pretty, like, I, I guess more yeshivish crowd. And I said, I, I have a, I posted this like clip online about Orthodox proposals, how, like, how awkward it is. And like regular proposals, like, will you marry me? Uh, great. Yes. And then they kiss or whatever. And that line. And then I said that line and got this killed. guy, you got torched. Bro. This guy yells out next topic, please. And I was like, this is the weirdest Jewish heckle I've ever gotten in my life. And I didn't know. And then afterwards, I was talking to the guy. And he was like, oh, you listen, I have teenage daughters. I was like, they know what kissing is. Uh, but uh, it was just, it was one of those things. Everybody's gone online, you know. And even jokes that, I, but what I also think what I bring, what I bring to the table differently is that it's like if I'm making jokes about Orthodox Judaism, people are like, oh, you can't make fun of Judaism. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm wear a yarmulke. I am a from guy. Like, I am doing this, so all the more so I am, I am seeing the humor of it from the inside as opposed to you know I think a lot of times comedians is just like oh yeah classic like I'm not religious anymore and like here's how stupid it is and I just don't think that I don't just the who the butt of the joke is also is if people are new and stuff they just hear certain words or they hear certain things and they just get they get all upset so um, that is that is what you're dealing with you're dealing uh, you know I'm mm-hmm. per- performing for Jewish crowds and I performed over Zoom 100 shows over Zoom during like COVID and like thank God most of them were muted but you know the, just the levels of people are you know even like even in the desert during you know what's it called the Moshe in the desert with all the Bnei Israel it's like food is literally coming down from the sky and people are like yeah is that Still complaining. Know. That's right. Yeah. All right. That's that. No, that's good. So let me tell me. Talk to me a little about uh, you know the, the influences. You know, I'm, I always try to whenever I see a comedian, I always like try to think. You know, who who's your influence? Like, you know, what kind of led you to it? Um, by the way, were you were you considered a funny kid growing up? You know, the you know I'm just saying. Are you? Was it something like, hey, not surprised, Ellie? You know, this is where you should have been 20 years ago. Well, like evidently, my brother says to me, I have an older brother, and just just the two of us, and he uh, he says to me, he's like he says he's much funnier than me because. 
I talk a lot less. I uh, sorry, I talk a lot more, and the th- he talks a lot less. And the ratio of things that he says to what's funny is way higher than mine. So that's what that's what he says. But for me, you know, I, apparently in my high school yearbook, Ida Crown, it says that I wrote in ten years I'll be a comedian, which I don't even remember that happening. So I guess there was something there. I mean, I also started out working as a vendor at Cubs games in Wrigley Field. And I would do like Will Ferrell's Harry Carey impression. I don't know if you're familiar. I'd be like, "Hey, who wants to get some ice cream? Come on!" You have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, but and which do, is but whatever. But <laughs> it's a, it's a bit on YouTube to watch uh, Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. So I would just always had incorporate that. Um, in terms of you know, I remember watching like Seinfeld's "I'm Telling You for the Last Time" that special that came out, and I think my my dad was very into comedy. He was into, like George Carlin, Rodney Dangerfield, and all these guys. Um, my influences, I would say, are definitely like Seinfeld. Um, and from stand-up standpoint, I would say Seinfeld. You know, Gary Goleman, Mike Birbiglia, um, were big ones. Mike Kaplan, who's this guy who's on Last Comic Standing, like really, really. Uh, I think smart humor. Um, and in terms of like, like I think also just like the stuff you've absorbed. Like I was a big Seinfeld, the show person growing up, and as well as The Simpsons. Those two things I think really like formed my sense of humor. And The Simpsons is like you know, jokes per minute type of like subtlety on the signs. And it's like Conan O'Brien was one of the writers. So like there is a lot of very um, stuff that you pick up that really informs your humor um, as, you know, throughout. But like it's funny that you said the perm satire thing for um, the Jewish league that you don't advertise online anymore. When I was in YU, I wanted to write our version of The Onion. And we basically created something called The Quipster, which was like a – you know, uh, uh, I was like, "Hey, they have the perm satire version of of this of the Observer or the the oh, commentator," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Let me do this all year round." So like, it was unofficial, but like I would, it was mostly online, and then I would print it out, and I would actually per- put it in you know urinals at in the, in the men's <laughs> bathrooms, and uh, and it was great. People would like would take a longer time to pee while they read my article, but uh, and also during mincha, but you know, so it was, but it was one of those things that I got. It was a good start to get people, you know, you just got to, what I've learned from this comedy thing is just say yes and start doing things because you never know what's going to, what's going to take off from that. So it's fun. So I had to work the YU with the I remember the Quipster. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That so that by the way, that actually explains a lot. That explains. Uh, I, I get it. And I do remember you distributing in the in the bathrooms, if I'm not mistaken. It, listen, I mean, it was listen. I would hang them up, and it was uh, it was great. And uh, it was also again, again, if you were. You know, you can laugh about if, and also I'm not like I'm not like pulling punches. I'm just like being a little bit like, I don't know. I maybe find chutzpahdik, whatever you want to call. It. I'm not. I don't think I actually am though. I'm just like doing, um, you know, ca- ca- calling it the way I see it, and just like here's a joke that's like about a topic that we're all kind of thinking about potentially. <laughs> I'm not so sure everyone's thinking about it, but could be thinking about it. I guess so. I mean, yeah, some people can't tell a joke to save their lives, but like, you know, for me, I just, I, I think of Jewish material. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your creative process. Like how, now that you're full time, I'm guessing like you're, or has it, has it changed you full time? Do you try to like set aside a day, like a writer, I'm try to set aside a day or like half it, like an hour to a day for material? I, I, in theory, would love to do that. But as you said, with the house, I'm just like uh, realizing how much house stuff there is. I'm like, I'm doing a lot of laundry uh, and dishes. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I, I talk to, you know, Elon Gold a lot, uh, a few times a week. Uh, and we kind of write together. 
Um, I, I help him with some of his stuff sometimes. And it's uh, and also with um, I started doing these like sketches with Ami Kozak and Mikey Greenblatt. It's called J Sketch. You can follow that on Instagram as well. And that's also been a really big creative outlet of being able to, instead of just doing a traditional stand-up, like really um, cultivate these sketches, again, about, you know, we had one about, the Purim with Esther. We we have to mention we have to talk about the CM one, which which blew yeah, up, which we love. So that one, tell us tell us a little bit about our our view our viewers listeners may not know about it, but the, we we in our office, my editor Elizabeth basically said it was her best day of her life. I was like I was in love. I was smiling the whole day. So. Well, listen, you got you you have a hundred thousand uh, views uh, that says, "Hey, I was reading the Jewish Link, and did you see this article?" <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I read Moshe Weinberger apparently mentioned uh, yes, our. He did. our <laughs> sketch in his scene. I think he enjoyed it because he talked about it for two and a half minutes. He has a sense of humor. Yeah, listen, he said, uh, I try to, f- it's Narishkeit, so I try to forget it, but uh, it's, listen, that's a good album title. Yeah. Or <laughs> All Eight Sunnis Aside. Um, no, listen, we had this, we realized with the calendar, you know, the first one we did was the Purim, was before Purim, um, where I, I had the idea of saying, hey, what if Esther, Esther always, the fact that she hides that she's Jewish, what if she's like this over the top extremely modern orthodox jewish person from like the five towns and it's like haman's like nice to meet you and she's like show me sorry and then from that we did like uh what if a jewish guy goes to a non-kosher restaurant for a business meeting and then we had something about the israel parade and then so we have a, a we've built on these and one of the, the, the before the cm1 we had one about shavuos sheer titles that was really good but the cm1 was that we're just like you know what everybody makes a cm during the nine days like people can't go less than a week without making you know because one of them is shabbos and you can have meat on shabbos so everyone's like everyone goes crazy about these same you know, culture by the yeah, way yeah you so. see these big you see these big uh big events you know of like big barbecues and you're like really you finished uh, this gemara yeah it's good timing huh and uh people that you would never invite to anything you're like hey come to my seum i think i think the comps of our comps of thing was a seum but yes. but uh <laughs> but um basically um you basically it, so that basically the, in this sketch i'm not i'm just gonna say watch the sketch but it's basically about you know how it devolves into finishing a gemara of the finishing a section of the gemara you make a seum and then it goes beyond that to but the uh, next level is finishing an article, article in the Jewish, in the Jewish link. link. Yeah. And make a Sam. So. I, w- I have a question about J Sketch. Um, I mean, the other guys in J Sketch, uh, Mikey Greenblatt and Ami Kozak, right? So they're also up and comers in the Jewish comedy scene. Yeah. How were you? Are you connected to them, like just through the Jewish comedy world? So Ami, I met, Ami, I met, I think at Vacation Village last year. Is He was there. Uh, with his family in the in the summer doing a, I was doing a show and I think that was one of the time the first time we went or we met him we may have met at one of Elon Gold shows sure yeah and then Mikey also I'd met through the you know the a little bit of the Jewish comedy space it's a really small niche of people yeah. to be honest well it's cause funny because I Mikey Greenblatt I also know he runs Jewish vibes yeah we also put their memes a lot in memes of the week uh, yeah he's very funny like that too so. yeah and also listen I mean even in Vadahad Bad Khanim which yeah. is like one of the Twitter accounts that like yep. you know we started during <laughs> me like you know, Avi Schwartz is a big uh, proponent of that. And like, um, you know, during COVID, we started doing this like group of like, there is what to make fun, make jokes about in the Jewish life. Yeah. Um, so with Ami and Mikey, I I think once I started doing comedy full time in January, I ended up doing Ami's, pod, Ami's podcast called Buckle Up. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, we were like, I said, I was like, hey, I'd love to like 
have just like a thing for these sketches. I have some like some a couple ideas, and that my first one was the Esther one for yeah, Perm. Yeah. And then from there, I'm just like, okay. And then we just, you know, Ami's a, a machine when it comes to you know output. He has his own Instagram. He like is amazing at the impressions and and, and totally. the techno- you know the editing of it. Well, I and remember Mikey too. when I interviewed you for Jewish Link Story about you had a stand up New York show that was like just you doing. That's in March, in. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you were, you had just recorded that J-Sketch, that first J-Sketch video right. for Esther, and you were, like, hyping it up. And I was, like, so excited to see how it would turn out. And it's awesome. I mean, like, this is, it's, I love sketch comedy. I was, grew up with SNL. Like, this, like, I love that kind of humor. So, so I think it's really going places. I mean, it's funny, and I, I love it. Thank God. I mean, listen, we've done about five or six videos, and just on Instagram alone, uh, some of them, I think this the one we did of Tishabov, which was mostly Tishabov. We released one that got like 130,000 views on Instagram alone, let alone Twitter. Who knows how many on WhatsApp with people that like, sharing and sharing. The and forwarded many times has got to be like you by know, the 600, way. That's 000. how Elizabeth Kratz, our editor, found this J, the J sketch one that features the Jewish link. Somebody, one of her friends from Australia, had forwarded it to her yeah. via WhatsApp, basically like hey, did you see that the Jewish link is in this sketch? And that was like immediately after that video was released. Mm-hmm. So it was already circulating I, like crazy. I, I hope the author of The Good Night Moon also got it for them. That would be very <laughs> incredible. I strongly doubt that. Uh, you know, but uh, no, so thank God this this Jewish just J-Sketch thing has been has been really incredible. I mean, Mike, you've been great to work with. And we are just have a very similar um, sense of humor in terms of like, we're like, okay, this is what we should do. We have another one coming out for, for the Chagim in, in a couple of few weeks. Um, and we want to do we want to do kind of with the timing of the calendar so that that was the seum mm-hmm. was like all right what's everyone talking about during the nine days everyone's like all right you can't do anything fun and then like i then i like added a couple of ideas of like hey let's have them drink milk beforehand and whatever like just like oh the nine days is, is, is so hard and all that <laughs> stuff but so but it's just fun because there is stuff that's like on everyone's mind and so, so it's a little bit like what is the zeitgeist of what people are thinking so my stand-up for example one of the clips i released was about the sota like the sota clip um again if you could watch it on my Instagram, whatever, but basically I, I released it while I realized that it was going to be Sota for Dafyomi. So that means I, somebody was like, oh, did you know it was Dafyomi for Sota? I said, yeah, I purposely marketed it that way because I knew that anyone doing Dafyomi is going to be taught, potentially is going to be talking about this clip for 50 days straight of like, hey, there's a thing. And, you know, I think a lot of people saw that one too. So there, there's a lot of good... Um, being a, having a pulse of like what the Jewish community is talking about, what the Orthodox community is talking about, I think is a really huge part of it. So totally, and and knowing when to timing of like, okay, I'm not going to release anything August 27th because it's Rabbi vacation and people go away and whatever people yeah. are away. But you do one as soon as when do I'm like thinking, okay, when do people start talking about Chagim and Rosh Hashanah? Maybe a little bit after Elul. It depends if you're Sephardi or not, but. Uh, like like the second week of September, I think is when Rosh Hashanah is really going to be in everyone's you know mind. Totally, yeah. So how are you dealing with the transition to to being a homeowner full time? You know, to tell us about your your schedule for the next few months. Anything big coming up or any big events? Well, uh, home ownership is. Uh, I feel it's like it's like Shonari Shona. There's it's like it's, there's a lot of adjusting. You're like, oh, it wow. is Shonari Shona, by the way, in a home. Very much so. Yeah. It, well, it's like you're like this is. I don't know what I'm doing. This is very expensive, like that. Um, but also, there's a apparently in the Torah. I didn't know this that there was a there's a thing that says like reasons that you can be exa- uh, like 
excused from war. And one of them is he got married, whatever. And so he bought a house. And I just love that idea of like him saying, why couldn't you go to the battle this week? Oh, yeah, I got a HVAC guy coming and uh, something going on with the toilet. I'm not even sure. So home ownership, a lot of, a lot of new material, a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff happening there. Um, I'm doing a lot of laundry, but uh, but also like you know I, I I try to write I write with Elon Gold uh, a couple times a week. We, we you know um, I you know I give him a couple tags for his stuff and uh, he helps me with my stuff and it's it's really uh, and again I try to do some a lot of these sketches that we um, are just taking ideas and just as long as that every day I'm doing something that's like helping promote my comedy in some way or creatively. You know, doing it. I mean, I also think of my material during the shower, Esra, you know, stuff that everybody. Um, <laughs> the usual times. The usual times. So it's, but but what's the most freeing thing is that, that I'm doing this full time. It's like the ability to say yes to projects. And again, Ami asked me to do his podcast in January and that led to just, you know, this J Sketch collaboration and being able to just have an open schedule and not be like, can I do this event in November? And I don't know, do I have PTO? Like that's the the freedom to do that and again saying yes is such a i i actually think that's like a big thing when it comes to like so uh, this is going to sound very mystery but i don't mean to mean to like like dating wise i think sometimes when i performed on a lot of shabbatones for people that are single and um one time i asked like oh it's a lot of a lot of times it's a lot of very hard to get guys to go on these shabbatones or to go to these events and i asked a guy once i said do you want to go on one of these shabbatones he said i don't know if i can commit to a whole shabbos I was like, you know, marriage is like a bunch of Shabbos, right? It's like mostly Shabbos, but uh, <laughs> but but I really mean that. That I think there's a lot of pressure built into a lot of these events because people are like, I better meet, I better meet my Bashar. I better meet. I have to meet someone instead of I think I think if you have the attitude a little bit more, and it's it's easy for me to say, but like I know how it's pretty hard out there. But like I think having the ability to say yes to things and what will happen. You never know. Like you never know that again. Me, me meeting Ami last summer in the, uh, in the Catskills, or or a time before that, you know, at any lawn show, and then all of a sudden we're doing his podcast, and now like this is we're doing this like sketch group. It's 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 amazing. Awesome. So you don't know what, what's going to lead to things. Um, in terms of things coming up, I mean, I have I'm doing I'm kind of touring all over. I'm at, at like different you know private events for schools or organizations. You know, I'm going in October. I'm going to Florida. Buffalo, Toronto, Cleveland. Um, in December, I'm doing Memphis and Tampa, um, and maybe Pittsburgh, as well as uh, in November. I think stuff locally and uh, yeah, I got some. I mean, I'm, I'm booking dates for fall and and, uh, and the winter. Um, you know, people message me on Instagram, Ellie Comedygram, which is terrible Instagram handle, but uh, and my website is elliecomedy.com because Leibowitz is like kinder when it comes to spelling. Um, <laughs> You for sure can weed out the the, uh, yes. the telemarketers. That's for sure. Moshe kindergarten there. Is That's that... right. I, we hang, I try to. Well, I try to always be courteous, but I. I well, you used to be like, all right. You you always know right away. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, but I answer. Listen, I answer every robo dial I get because every phone number you get. Because what if like the prince of Nigeria wants to hire you for a bar mitzvah? You know. You oh, know. I actually, thought you answered them because of the, any one of these could be comedic material as well. That's true. There's a good Pete Holmes bit about tele, telemarketers that I, I can send you out after. Um, but yeah, I'm doing, I just did, uh, as you know, Yohanna mentioned, I, was, I did this show in March at Stand Up New York, a sold out show, you know, kind of recording uh, a bunch of my, my stuff. I'm probably going to be doing another, probably hopefully another headlining show at Stand Up New York in probably the fall. I don't have any specific date yet for that, but I got to, I got to fit 
plan around the Jewish calendar, you know, of course. You gotta, and then you got to plan around Yeshiva week and all that. <laughs> There's a lot of, oh, a lot sure. of hurdles. Um, but I also, I just did the chosen comedy festival in, I did three, three different shows. They had the opening night was the Cartwright hotel in the Catskills, 450, 450 people sold out. Um, it was like Elon gold and friends. So it was like myself, Eli Leonard, Elon Altman, Talia Reese, Olga Namer. Um, and Ami was on there and uh, that was awesome and then a couple nights later we did a, uh, a Rising Stars show that I closed out um, at Santa of New York and that Ami and Mikey were able to be on and then uh, we just the Coney Island thing was this past week at Coney Island Amphitheater it's kind of crazy performing on stage in front of thousands of people even if the biggest stage you've been on you think definitely the, I, I think so I mean I once did an IMAX movie theater on Hall Moed for Hasidim <laughs> in Niagara Falls <laughs> Um, they didn't appreciate the YU jokes. Also, a lot of it was in Yiddish. Um, no, that uh, yeah, that was that's always a bucket list one. Um, but yeah, this was definitely the biggest show I've done. I did a few minutes on the on the show. It was really you know kind of you know Elon uh, Elon Gold was really helpful and and Donnie Zoldan and John at Stand Up New York just you know putting me on the show it was really 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 nice of them to give me the opportunity because. As I said, a lot of these people have had like TV credits, and you know me, you've seen at the Youngers or West Hempstead, and this time you can laugh. No, uh, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was a good line. I Thank you. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, no, it was it, it was really it was really nice. It was such a nice turnout, and also to perform for Orthodox Jews like in a, such a huge like. Listen, I, I'm I'm still auditioning. I got I got three years till the CMS shot, so I'm trying to aim for that MetLife. Uh, are you doing daf? You doing the uh, doing? No, I'm not. But I I did the sota thing, and that was enough. Okay, no, I, got it. <laughs> understood. But I just funny. I want to just say you mentioned something about about the getting material during davening. I actually find Shmona Esther probably the hardest. It's probably the best time for material. The time that you're actually supposed to be focused on davening is the time when your mind just goes elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent of uh, of just like my groceries. Oh yeah. <laughs> shoot i'm gonna, well that's why the, what's the it's the friday night thing right friday night during the summer you're like all right i'm gonna have all this kavana and then about two two minutes into shimona's right <laughs> i mean you hope nobody saw it but you know also or whenever the cousin does a long friday night like on a, during the summer like a big schlepped mm-hmm. out thing you're like oh this guy ate lunch today for sure <laughs> um, he's not hungry he's yeah. not hungry and you're just sitting there and you're like you know and that's why there's there's gonna be stuff about about the chagim about uh, yeah. sitting well in, is there like good time. new material to look forward to also when you have all these upcoming shows i mean yeah well absolutely no for sure and that's also the thing is like mining the jewish life for material and i'm not necessarily doing that but it just comes up, you know. Thank God, naturally. But like, yeah, we have a, a, a J sketch coming up about, um, you know, the, all the holidays coming up. Um, that'll be hopefully around Rosh Hashanah, and then we want to do another one, like, you know, about in shul on on the holidays, maybe. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff. That any time there's uh, the hardest time is after, to be honest, after the holidays because there's six months of like not nothing, but like. It's like cheshvan and stuff, which is good because we'll have stuff that we we have kind of J sketch ideas for like that aren't holiday related. Like I want to do a sequel to the restaurant one where it's a Jewish uh, non Jewish guys at a kosher restaurant and stuff like that. So Ooh. it'll be uh, it'll be. Definitely. Where do you like workshop your new material? Like where do you go? Um, to so we, we want to work on a Miami and Mikey are talking about doing some sort of like Bergen County show where it'll be 
you know, once a month maybe or so. We're, we're hopefully going to do the first one in September um, on Rosh Hashanah. No, uh, no. <laughs> that wouldn't work. I think the guy who like we were talking to was like, you want to do it September 14th? And we're like, the night before Rosh Hashanah? Probably not. Imagine like people going to two-hour Slichos and be like, you guys want to come to a show? And you, you stand right outside Slichos and you give out tickets. <laughs> No joke. After show. No joke. If Yom Kippur wasn't such a serious day, I feel like there's a good after show. I'm, I'm just saying there's a good uh, there's a good event to do post Yom Kippur. I used to do a tiny deeper on Yom Kippur where I didn't talk the whole Yom Kippur other than wow. davening. Well, I do this for a living, so I, I, I talk <laughs> enough for the year that it averages out that one day is fine. Yeah, one you one stop, day. You I, stopped the tiny deeper though. You, the, you don't do I, I had kids and it was tough, but like. Uh, I think me and my wife once had a 45-minute conversation. I didn't talk the whole time. It was, uh, I'm not saying, I, usually I, I talk a ton, but I'm just like, you know, doing, sh- I'm pretty good at charades. Uh, but when you have kids, it's like really tough. Like even, even dominating Shmona Esrei, it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, dominating Marev or something and or Mincha. And like, my kids are like, Daddy, why aren't you talking? Like, how is it right there? <laughs> what are you doing? And it's like, and, and half the time, like, you know, parenting is just like, you know, it's me looking at my phone being like, careful. <laughs> I go back to my phone, and uh, social history is a little bit better. Uh, it's it's funny actually. You actually, I, I feel like um, Tfila davening has always been a big part of your humor. Like uh, there's so much to there's, there's so much to so mine. So much material in in davening. It's almost like it's almost like a Torah. It's almost infinite. It's, it seems like. I mean, listen, they're they're like. It's almost like the sitter has stuff in there for you to skip. Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, that's not the biggest difference. In Israel, they actually do korbanos, apparently. Yes. Which, you know, that's good. Kol kavod, good, good for them. But uh, And they do dochanan every day? I think a friend of mine said, he's like, you know, you haven't been to Minyan in a while when you forget that there's tachnan as a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, dochanan every day. Yeah. Well, I, I know that was another clip I released. I said, I'm a Levi. And when I went to Israel... Um, one time I forgot that they do tuchening every day. So I'm a levy. I had to wash all the Kohanim's hands. And one time there was six Kohanim and I was the only levy and I had to wash all their hands and they were just like waiting for me like to do it. And I, I saw how annoyed they were. They, they were just like, we just do this ourselves. I felt like a gas station attendant in New Jersey. Like I was just like, you know what? This creates jobs. This is important. <laughs> Keeps people busy. Now I'm a New Jersey resident. So I feel like I can, I can make that and jokes about not having my garbage collected by the town is a, uh, what is up with that? that and blue laws? How is that? Uh, we'll, 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 is, talk, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Teenage is behind on a certain certain things. They they like the way. I'm it is. amazing how the Jewish link hasn't been like, hey, by the way, blue laws is the most anti-Semitic thing, or not? Uh, blue laws is interesting. Uh, it's an anachronism. There's no question. It's, a, it's specific to this county. We anachronism can talk about. for those of us that didn't know. It, it's something <laughs> that it, it's something that pre. It's something that just it's it's kind of a little. It's it's, a Mel Brooks joke. We've you know, actually I mean. tackled the subject over the years, and uh, that's what the, the angry letters were about, right? Yeah, totally. We definitely have. And by the way, you should know, on this issue. By the way, I actually like issues like blue laws because issues like blue laws are great because it's an issue in which Orthodox Jews can have very different opinions. Many Orthodox Jews say, "Hey, you know, we want we want Sunday shopping," and then we got a letter from the shuls in Paramus saying we like. Being with Garden State Plaza being closed, it keeps it, it helps root for. So Here I'm just telling you. Here's a comedy Jewish link event. Great debate. Blue laws, good or bad, or. Uh, I feel like we could have a lot of debate events. 
lot in of, public debate. A lot of public debate. And you say, uh, oh, yeah. that's what you do. But it's emceed by Ellie Leibowitz. I want to say one of the failures of me as a, as a publisher is that I always wanted to have point counterpoints like that in the paper. And and, and you know what? But like not ironically like the onion. <laughs> not a lot of the onion. No, like real ones. And and it's really. No, do, but Israel judicial reform. <laughs> it's really. That's not a hot button issue at all. No, no. In a sense, because it's at a remove, it's a little bit further away. We, we might be able to do that in our paper. Uh, our community or readership tends to lean more you know right wing f- and pro reform but I, I i could see it i, I could see it. but my what i'm saying is my major failure as a publisher is not having enough of those l'shem shamayim you know basically like you know uh you know i Back guess like forth. a mizrahi versus a good you know these, these kind of really impassioned debates within a with kind of a rec- you know an acceptable framework uh, i wish there was more of these kinds of debates so well listen i mean you can do uh you can do about like i don't know which one's barbie or oppen you know, you start out that way. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pop culture. No, it's pop any- culture in general. No, I, but you're right. I think, I think, like, listen, the, the level of debate in general is just everyone's at each other's throats, and like, I totally. think there's a lot of a lot of it is also just like it's like when you get a text, you automatically assume a tone. Like when somebody writes the word, you ask a question to someone, and they write no in a text, it automatically seems like they're mean, and you're like, I thought you were mean when we were texting this morning because you were like, I said, looking forward to seeing you soon, and you were like, yep. And I was like, oh, Ellie Leibowitz hates me. So oh, I, think- I was literally like, oh, shoot, I have to shave now because apparently this is on camera. And that was me being, yep, I yep. got to go. <laughs> yep. I, gotta go. Did I, didn't a- write, I didn't write K, at least, which apparently. I think you did, actually. Uh, probably. <laughs> you did a good job with the shave. Tone is terrible with text. We, we yeah. any, anyone, anyone Tone is terrible. It's, terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, do you hate me? And I was like, exactly. no, I just told you to get three tomatoes. Like, you know, <laughs> and uh, but no, so I think that's that's what everyone has really as a society because we're all about reading stuff online and texting stuff and it's like you just assume this person's views and they all this you 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 kind of project all this other backstory to them as opposed to and that's why stand-up comedy and sketch comedy is good to see because you're like oh you can actually read inflection and Mm -hmm. and there's like oh like if somebody quotes my quotes my uh stuff in a paper it doesn't always come out as well because you're like why do I mean like that? <laughs> and, and it also seems flatter sometimes in the printed word. It just doesn't. It doesn't come. There some, so yeah. that that is the niche of like of making a memes of the week tweet is a very different than. I mean, it's a good tweets are a good uh, first draft for me sometimes. Of it's my open. It's does a the joke? Bit, does the joke work? It's a little bit my open mic of like. Uh, I mean, years ago I had. 2014, I had a joke. I said, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton in the upcoming election in 2014. So everyone's going to yell at me no matter what. But I said, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton in the upcoming election because I wanted to see what the newspapers will do when they can't show a picture of the president. And that joke is not funny now anymore for like a million reasons. But... I'm just saying Harriet Tubman was supposed to be on the $20 bill, and I don't know what happened. So I think if that – what my question is, what were the uh, – one of the borough parks if that ever happens if that ends up happening are they, they won't use, use $20 bills they're just going to use 10s the entire time <laughs> 50s and sorry for it is canceling in the last 30 seconds but <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about it we're, we're, we're good uh, although I, we do generally tend to stay away from uh, ag- you, know, ag- you know aggravating the Haredi readership so yeah listen I'm wearing yeah, yeah. greenish blue shirt so don't worry you're good I'll, I'll make up for the blue listen, blue, blue, blue button down so. Um, Ellie, you know, just first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Sure. You know, keep on, keep on, you know, coming up with great stuff. Keep up, being, you know, just uh, love watching your, your your career grow. Love watching your, you know, just, uh, just it's 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 really nice for us to see, and also especially because you're local and. Uh, 
just uh, you know super hard to you man thank you yeah happy to I'm glad we got to yeah, Jewish link keep, and that's keep video. making uh, great meme content too <laughs> please yeah um, yeah I had a great time here so thanks very much Thanks for being with us on the Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. If you would like to participate or be in touch with us in any way, please email us at editor at jewishlink.news and follow us and find our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts.